You're listening to If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears. So I had no choice and it kind of just forced me to get out of my shell because I'm naturally quite a shy person. For me, it's different because I do things by myself. If you have enough money to pay in the Irish system, you basically get to skip the queue. So I just stay calm and I just breathe through it and I'm just like, you know what, maybe it's not their fault. There's no need to hurt anyone. I'm Anne-Marie Kelly. If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears is a brand new series documenting the personal thoughts, hopes and dreams of young people at this time, now confined to their bedrooms, hidden away, often behind a screen. What is revealed over the next six weeks is a group of young people looking for hope and purpose and finding wisdom on their individual journeys. If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears would like to acknowledge the funding it has received from the Keep Well campaign, which is brought to you with thanks to Healthy Ireland, an institute of the Government of Ireland, with funding from the Healthy Ireland Fund and the Slauncher Care Fund, delivered by Pubble, administered by Leash County Council and Healthy Ireland Leash. Welcome to part one. Here we meet 21-year-old Toby A from Mount Melick, now living in Dublin. Toby A is a compelling R&B artist who's just found his voice after playing drums and rapping for many years. He played the drums all the way through to his leaving, sir. His former music teacher, Andrea Saki. And But little by little, in the later years, he started to uh, experiment with rapping. And one about one month before graduation, he started singing, or maybe just a few weeks. We found, I found out very late that he was a good singer, yes. Toby is a devout Christian, and at the age of 17, finding his faith and joy in Jesus made him the person he is today. You should know your word, na-na-na-na. You should know your word, word. I wish you could see it through my eyes, yeah. So I grew up in Malmelik and Leash. And so, were you born in Matmelik? No, I actually was born in Nigeria, but I moved to Ireland at the age of three. Purebred Matmelik man. Yes, yes. Is all your family there, are they? Yeah, my immediate family, like my brother, sister, mom and dad are living in Matmelik, but a lot of my extended family would be living in England and in Nigeria as well. Just turn back to me, need you to turn back to me, yeah. Honestly, I had a great relationship with Irish people. Um, I was always treated so kindly. Um, I was part of the, the football team in Montmelic. Always had a very positive light of Irish people. Since I was five, you know, I was always treated greatly. What position did you play in? in, in <laughs> soccer or Gaelic? No, it was actually <laughs> soccer. I played Gaelic as well, but I wasn't too good at Gaelic, so I kind of gave that up. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the handling the ball, especially in the winter time, like... You know, my hands are just really cold, and then when I'm hot, nah, it's, it, it's a recipe for disaster. I, I got some, you know, negative comments, but it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. Um, it, was, it was very rare. Like, most of my friends were always very kind, and they were always very respectful. So I was lucky enough to have a very positive experience. But, you know, wherever you go, there are going to be some people who are, you know, tough to deal with. So I did get some negative comments but it was rare you know I have great memories from my time in, in Liso you know they're my brothers give us a sense of the Toby that realised music was his saviour 
So um, I started in Mamela Community School when I was in, when I was twelve. So I started in first year, and I met this music teacher called Mr. Saki in Mamela Community School. He was just so bubbly and just really, you know, he was so passionate about music, and he recognized that I had a a gift for music. So um, in every single talent show, every single musical, he was like Toby. You're playing drums for this, or Toby. You have to perform here. <laughs> so I had no choice, and it kind of just forced me to kind of get out of my shell because I'm naturally quite a shy person. But he kind of was like, Toby, just get out of your shell and just go on stage. And you know, I just discovered that I absolutely loved being on stage and doing music. And um, through my time in school, I just developed a huge passion for it. And um, yeah, I got so much support from my teachers and. The, the students in Mamelik as well, so it, it was really my time in Mamelik Community School that just developed my passion for music. Really, I remember how he had this uh, enthusiasm for music, and so I said uh, I, I always gave him the space and uh, the opportunities I supposed to play. Mr. Saki, Mamelik Community College. There's a lot of room where I teach. We're very lucky, and uh, management is very supportive. So we have a very large music room. We have a couple of practice rooms. The space was there, so Toby had the passion and uh, the talent. And so I've always said, look, here, here's the place. Here, come on, play. The place is yours. So he always made himself at home in the five years that he spent at uh, Mount Melly. He kind of, um, he'd do lots of different things. Say, say, for example, on a Friday, he would say, someone is going to perform in front of the whole class you know and we do that pretty much every single week so sometimes he'd get me to just you know sing or play drums in front of the class and you know it'd be nice you know it'd be a way to develop your talent and just just you know get out of your shell so he used to do different things like that he was just a really you know nice guy really nice guy we're still friends to this day great teacher i, th- I thought his methods were great for sure you can see that the talent is there the passion is there and you can see that the students are all different. And so sometimes instead of uh, pushing them and getting them to sit down, take down the notes, sometimes they just need a little bit of encouragement uh, so that they can discover what they really are, what they really want to do, what, how they want to play or sing. You nearly have to, you know, step back a little bit and, and you end up being more of a facilitator rather than a, rather than a teacher. So I, I've... I've always tried to do to do that with with my students. I was delighted when you told me that Toby, what, what he said. I don't know if I should take much of that because after all, that that this is all his work that you hear. This is all him, um, and so I suppose yeah, that that space has really helped him. And he's not the only one, I, I suppose, because I see that many students get. Um, really get a lot out of this and uh, music is certainly helping them. He's actually he's actually very polite when he's telling you that I encouraged him because a lot of my <laughs> students would tell you that I made them but uh, <laughs> yes and I know I don't deny it. <laughs> have some have some recordings as well of him rapping yeah. When the sun is always out and you never get old And the champagne's always cold and the music's always good And the pretty girls just happen to step by in the hood And they hop that pretty ass up in the hood of that pretty ass car Without a wrinkle in today, cause there's no tomorrow Just a picture perfect day to last a whole lifetime And it never ends, cause all we have to do is if we want So let's just stay in the moment, smoke some, get some wine Reminisce, talk some shit forever, young as 
what's in your mind. Leave a mark that can't erase either space nor time. So was it a record yours? Obviously, you started playing drums first, did you? Or was it singing? <laughs> no, I started playing drums first. My, I feel sorry for my parents. I really put them through a lot. Just playing drums everywhere. <laughs> there, there are sometimes I would get like books and get a pen and start playing with a pen and books and ugh. And then, you know, getting the drums in the house, you know, it was terrible for my neighbours as well. <laughs> when would you have got your first drum kit? I actually started playing drums in church when I was like seven. I wasn't good, but, you know, they wanted to encourage me to play drums. So they just kept me. And after, you know, a bit of time of me going on drums in church, I started to really enjoy it. I started to actually really develop a passion for it. So my my parents could see that I actually had a passion for playing music and playing drums. So they bought me my own drum kit when I was like 10 and I started playing on a little kid's drum kit at home. So kind of started from there. Did you feel that it was like a way of expressing yourself or was it just the rhythm of it? Or what was what was it about the drums? Mm. I just saw it as a way, another way of expressing myself. You know, I just, I, I was just, ugh, I just loved, I love rhythms. I love, you know, the rhythmic aspect. When I listen to songs, I'm always keying into like what's, what, what the rhythm is like in the music. And I don't know, I've just always been fascinated by that stuff. So would it have gone then from realising you had some kind of rhythm to your voice? Because your voice is so... Fantastic. You have a brilliant voice. You know, it's it's this jazzy, smooth. I was amazed by it when I heard it. You know, it really was. So when did you hear your own voice? I mean, you're talking about drums and I'm going, where's the voice? <laughs> I, I actually I actually had a lot of different transition periods in my music. <laughs> so I started off with drums in, you know, in church. And then, you know, I started playing in a rock band in, in school. And then after a while, I was just like, look... I'm, I'm just not feeling, I, I don't know, it's just not working out. So then I picked up rapping in school as well. I tried that. I was like, mm, it's not really feeling right. Then I started playing guitar. My dad actually got me some guitar lessons. And then I started to sing. I was like, mm, let me see if I can sing. And it turns out I actually really liked singing. And then I just went from there, you know. Your voice, it, it, to me, it's like it's the most obvious. <laughs> you didn't have to buy a drum kit or a guitar. It's just there, you know. <laughs> I, I actually didn't. Like, when I was younger, a lot of people told me that. Like, even my friends, they were like, Toby, you don't, you, don't, you don't have a good voice. Like, you're not a good singer. So that's always know. what kept me from singing. But I was just like, let me just try this thing. And then just went from there. I started improving, <laughs> practicing, and just going from there. Really, yeah. I, was, I was actually in a few bands in school. The first band I was in was called Unleashed. And we started that in first year. My, my music teacher, uh, my music teacher put us together and we started playing rock. And, and we put up videos on YouTube, Facebook. And we performed at school talent shows and all that stuff. And it, was just, it was just for fun, you know. I was in a pop band then as well. And when I was in fifth year in school, we were called the Oreos. We used to put videos on YouTube. We even applied for Britain's Got Talent and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get a phone call back, no? No, no. It didn't, it didn't go well. Because I see it in my sleep And I feel it in my dreams, yeah, yeah Oh, what does it mean? Yeah, and I've been locked away for too long Said I come out of my shell I've done it through all of my songs And I 
One thing that struck me about Toby is that he was always very, very, very diligent. Even after the leaving, sir, he always had his head well screwed on his shoulders. So he said to me, I mean, I'm going to finish my degree as well. So he always, was always very, very diligent, even though he decided to invest so much time and so much effort in music. But it was always like that since from day one. That really, really struck me about him. And now we burn it down oh, 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 to the ground. So fifth year you would have started realizing I don't really like that. You started to sing then. Yeah. Give us a sense of what happened from there on then. So um from from fifth year on, I started posting videos on Instagram and stuff like that of me singing. I started posting videos on YouTube and then Facebook and I seemed to get a you know, a positive reaction. So I just kept on posting more videos and just went from there and I grew more confident and I was like, I actually really like singing. So why don't I just stick to this? And it just went from there really into, into college and then after college as well. I don't feel like nothing left me. I don't feel like nothing left. I don't feel like nothing left. I don't feel like nothing left. It just sounds so natural for me to hear you. You know, there doesn't seem to be this effort. You know, it's almost like you, you're so calm. Like you seem like a really calm person coming across. Are you calm? Or are, you, are you in a good space? No, I'm, I'm always, yeah, I'm quite a chill person to be honest. Like I just like to take things yeah. chill. So I've just always been like that. So Would, would the music reflect your beliefs, say, your religious beliefs? Would, would that be very important? Yeah, my music definitely does reflect my, my religious beliefs. I'm a Christian, so um, I just like to express my views as a, as a, as a Christian man through my music. I, I became a Christian when I was about 17. So I was like, you know, I like music and I have a big passion for Jesus. So why don't I start? making music and talking about my faith as well so yeah my my faith really does play a huge part in the music you've given me a new life used to try so hard just to gain acceptance and i'm never going back to the way i used to be put my worth in all the wrong places and god was telling me to make those changes didn't want to let go of all the things i love to do yeah, there was one song, uh, So Good, I think, you quote a Sam, and I was thinking, oh, that's great, about anxiety, you know, because uh, I think we all suffer a bit of anxiety, and it was just, it was lovely. The quote was, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Mm. Uh, is that really where you come from? Is that the joy you get from living in Jesus? Yeah, no, all of my, for, for me, all of my joy comes from, from Jesus. Like, I noticed such a great, change in my life since I became a Christian at 17. Like before, life for me just was really tough. Um, it, it was really tough. Like I, I went through a lot of different things. Then at the age of 17, I discovered this, you know, this whole new faith um, and, and the Bible. I started to read the Bible and it just changed my whole perception of everything. I just really found my, my faith and my joy in Jesus and it shaped the person that I am today. God, you're my everything. Show me a better way. He took me in despite all of my past mistakes. Still gonna go through some trials. I can't deny that. But he'll be there every day. Always.
So what was going on with you that you were needed something like that? It was just uh, at that that period in time, I was going through a lot in terms of just not feeling confident and feeling really insecure. You know, going that's to secondary school, it's it's tough. A lot of people don't understand it, but people in secondary school at that age go through a lot of tough things, and it's just yeah. a time where you're just trying to figure things out. So it was really just trying to figure myself out in an, in, in an environment like secondary school. I, I just found it really tough. Was it kind of where you didn't know where to fit? Is that what it was? Or? Yeah, it was kind of like it was a mix of a lot of different things. It was kind of like what group do I fit in in school? Like there was. There's the popular kids, and I was kind of like the kid who wasn't, you know, just there. I didn't really have like a, a strong group of friends. Like I saw, um, a lot of people they had strong friendships. They'd go with each other outside of school, and I didn't have those people. So I kind of felt lonely a lot of the time. Like in the summertime, I just, yeah. you know, stay at home, and <laughs> you know, I wouldn't really have people to to go places with. So I felt kind of lonely in that period of time. So it was yeah. it was tough. It's a tough position yeah. to be in. It is tough, but it's 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 good though that you actually got out of that and and found something. So how did you find Christianity? Was something was it something that you found yourself, or was it somebody in your close environment that introduced you to it? The thing was like I grew up in a Christian family, so you know I was always going to church and you know I was always seeing my parents pray, but I wasn't really into it. Like I go to church and I'm like, oh, this again? Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> like I just found it really boring. You know, but like at the age of like, like at that age of 17, I just became inquisitive. I was like, what is this whole Christianity stuff about? So I started reading the Bible yeah. and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of like, it's really interesting. I never saw things this way and it just opened up my mind to a lot of different things. I thought it was just amazing. So I was like, look, I want to, I actually want to become a Christian. I want to commit my life to, to Jesus. So I just, I was like, yeah, no turning back. Do you feel like giving up? This world can't give enough. He is watching from above and giving all his love. And like, was it particular parts of it that you loved? Because, um, you know, if somebody like at this age who might be listening um, and they need a bit of enlightenment, where would you direct them to go towards if, if they wanted to read something to start feeling maybe a bit of enlightenment like you did? I'd say start with the gospel, start with Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke and John. I feel like the thing is like a lot of people don't really understand the gospel. That's that's one thing for me as well. I thought the thing was like everyone had to be good in order to, to earn, to get into heaven. I still think that. <laughs> That's the thing that I taught and it kind of I was like it kind of made me stay away from Christianity. I was like, how on earth am I supposed to be this good in order to get to heaven? Like it's impossible. And the thing is like the the thing that I actually learned from the gospel is that like none of us are considered good. We've all fallen short and we've all sinned, which is something that I realized. So, you know, Christ actually died for us so that we wouldn't have to do that, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't need our goodness to get to be saved it's our faith in jesus christ that saves us so it wasn't it was actually the work that it's it's actually the work that jesus christ did on the cross not anything that we could do so i was like wow this is amazing you know so you felt almost relief then did you yeah yeah and when i realized that like it transformed the way i viewed things i actually started i was like i I, it changed me as a person. I actually wanted to do good because I love Jesus Christ, not because I wanted to earn heaven. So I, I think it's important that we kind of 
okay so the reason we should do good isn't because we're trying to like impress god it comes out of our love for god so like our faith in jesus actually produces good works not it's not that we're doing good works in order to earn god's love yeah, well, I th- you think you're right. You're not looking to be at the top of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> just, when you're feeling enlightened like that, do you just continue reading or how do you express that? The The primary way I've been expressing that really is through my art. I'm able to express my joy in Christ through the music that I write so people can see that and they'll know, like, this is where I get my, this is where I get my joy from, you know, I feel, I I'm fulfilled because of Christ. And it's just a beautiful thing that I can actually express that to music and even creating YouTube videos and putting up stuff on, on Facebook as well. So really my, my primary medium of expressing my joy in Christ is through art. You know, I'm so grateful for the fact that I've, I've, I've been given the gift to be able to do that. You know. I found it very soothing, you know, listening to your stuff. Um, like Barcelona is it's kind of a celebration of love and loving life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, Barcelona, I really, I really like that song. I just love love songs. No, I love love songs and I wanted to make a love song that people could you know dance to and just uh, something that was feel good so you know i just yeah it was uh, it's one of my favorite songs and i really want to go to barcelona someday i've never been it's, it's bigger than mount melik <laughs> ah it's bigger than mount melik <laughs> we started, yeah. and so are you working as well or are you still in college yeah no um i actually finished college last may yeah so 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 currently i'm i'm actually working um, I'm working. I'm, I'm I'm living in in Dublin. So, um, yeah. Well, when I'm when I'm not working, of course, I'm always working on the music. So, one day my dream is to definitely be able to do a full time. But for for now, like I haven't reached the level of music that I want to get. So I just have yeah. to keep working at it and keep going after my dream. And what did you qualify as last May? <laughs> a lot of people are surprised when I tell them well, I actually did a degree in chemistry, completely <laughs> unrelated right. to to music what's wrong with that that's brilliant people just don't ex- expect it because like I'm, I'm I'm quite creative so it's like why why did you do chemistry so you work in a lab or where do you work I'm actually working in a pharmaceutical company um, in, in Dunleary it's called Amgen I'm mainly working in like, the, the lab areas and all that stuff you're not working on the COVID vaccine, are you? I actually was working in the COVID testing center in, in Kildare before. <laughs> yeah, no, it was tough. We were doing night shifts as well, so it was proper tough. I'm, I'm aiming to have um, an EP before the end of the year. I'm also hoping to, to drop a merchandise line as well by the end of the year. Yeah, just working on a lot of different things, hoping that, you know, I can help people with my art, you know. If I gave you a crystal ball and I said, right... You can be this person in five years' time. You can have achieved something. What would it be? Personally, for me, I just want to be a person that impacts people. Even if, it's just, even, even if it's just one person that I impact with whatever I create or myself as a human being, 
you know i'll be content i don't i don't really want to be i don't want to be famous or anything like that i just want to impact people i think it's more important to impact people than you know just to be known but it would be okay to be famous I, of course of course it would be nice <laughs> If the Bedroom Walls Had Ears would like to acknowledge the funding it has received from the Keep Well campaign, which is brought to you with thanks to Healthy Ireland, an institute of the Government of Ireland, with funding from the Healthy Ireland Fund and the Slauncher Care Fund, delivered by Pubble, administered by Leash County Council and Healthy Ireland Leash. Incidental music by Stuart Quinn. Thanks to Andrea Saki for supplying music from Mount Community School. All other music by Toby A. On next week's episode... We meet Kai O'Neill. Um, but I started dressing as a boy, started asking one of my closest friends at the time, Sersha, to refer to me as a boy. And it was just this, like, release, like, oh my God, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs>